listening to Tough City Radio, 90.1 FM Tofino, British Columbia. A little taste of everything from everywhere. stormy set through the winter from last week talking about war zone photojournalism suicide girls and pot promises to this week where we're transitioning I'm going for a bit more of a literary feel this time ideally equally as entertaining though quite possibly a little more spacey because we'll look back on an astronomical event so rare it won't happen again until October 8th 2033 will give you a rocky front row seat at an intimate and quite spontaneous gathering showing you how people celebrated this phenomenon in characteristically Tofino fashion. And their home manager, a shelter restaurant, managed to convince a Kenyan to skip math cramming to have a life-affirming experience instead. We've got a live interview with Rennie Foster who's live on the phone, we hope, from Victoria. Will it happen? Will it not? You'll just have to listen. Plus, scattered bits of audio and a legit zine reading. All that and more. This is the Frequency Horizon. First up, this may be the first time Tofino has heard this track. It's me. Not Adele Hello. The high contrast bootleg of Adele's Hello. And it's great. To go over everything. They say the time's supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much. Hello. Can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming of that who. Yeah. 
Hello Indeed. That was High Contrast, remixing Adele, Hello. If you like that, they've got another one uh, by Adele, Hometown Glory. You'll like that one too. So let's rewind to the September 27th, 28th weekend. You know, into the, the week, there was a time of acoustic riffs, laughter, and groups of people howling at the moon. A blood moon eclipse. Now, a supermoon is a full moon or a new moon that's at its closest point to Earth, less than 360,000 kilometers from the center of the Earth, which makes it seem 12 to 14% bigger than normal. An effect called Rayleigh scattering, the same thing that creates colorful sunrises and sunsets, is what causes the moon to turn a reddish-orange. And these eclipses of super full moons are so rare. NASA says they've only happened five times in the 1900s, and the next one won't happen until October 8th, 2033. So here's your front row view into the experience. background, that's Boards of Canada, Forest Moon. Never seen something like this before. To be here to see something special with the moon and the eclipse, it's amazing. I don't have words for it. The moon is red, a little bit more orange, and lighter in, in do you say downside? In it. Like one side is bigger than the other. Yeah. The atmosphere, everyone is excited to see it. And um, with the waves in the background. What will you tell your friends when they say, well, what did you do last night? <laughs> when you talk to them tomorrow, your friends from Germany. Last mm, night. If we saw something special on the Earth, what you can see maybe in 30 years once. And it was nice to be part of it, to see it, and to be here, to be alive. And yeah. So, what are you looking at right now? Like, what, what can you see? The expanse of the ocean, a lot of ocean, and the moon shining on it. And shooting stars. You see Milky Way too. Oh, the thing about the eclipse. I think it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, blood moon and eclipse. And yeah, there it is. It's what I expected. It's beautiful. <laughs> Actually, earlier I asked the same question, more or less. Yeah. I said, so, what do you think when you see it? Are you gonna be like, you know, what, what, what's your, what are you gonna, what are you gonna think? Are you gonna be super stoked? Are you gonna think it's awesome? Yeah. And you were like, yeah, be nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> it's a nice thing. That's what he said. Yeah. So I think that's, really, I think that's the way he pretty much explained it. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I can't say I've ever been to a, a lunar eclipse gathering before. I admit I have actually, maybe like one or two people way back when, but I don't remember it. It was never anything like this standing on like Sunset Point with a bunch of people. Yeah, it's pretty beautiful. It's quite interesting because, you know, it's like the whole concept for my show is about like the frequencies that come over the horizon and the different experiences and the moments that you share by being focused on the horizon and look at us, we're all staring at the horizon. Yeah. It's kind of something cool, I think. It is. Yeah. It's actually very, very special and amazing to see something like that. You know, we heard about it um, this, this morning, morning in, in the, the radio. radio. <laughs> Seriously, in the radio. And they said, like, that happened the last time, 1982. And yeah. we were like, whoa, we, we gotta there. do this. <laughs> he has an exam tomorrow, you know? Yeah. And like 10 in the morning, he didn't learn yet. Yeah. So uh, he yeah. didn't study yet, that's what I mean. And it's crazy, but we stayed for the eclipse actually. We were driving through, um, through downtown and we heard on the radio that um, the eclipse is uh, 
going to be tonight. And we, on the way back, we stopped at the shelter. The guy there, the manager there, told us about um, this, this location and we ended up here. It's beautiful. I had to study for an exam tomorrow, but... Uh, was it worth it? Coming to check out a orange moon? It definitely was, but I enjoyed the sunset as well before that. But Which yeah, is kind of crazy though, it's on the opposite side. Exactly. We get two different vantage points, yeah. two different horizons going at the same time, eh? That's amazing. So when you're about to enter the exam tomorrow, and your friends ask you how you how you studied last night, what did you do last night, what are you gonna tell them? <laughs> the truth, I don't care man, like this is this is this was definitely worth it, you know? I I could go in the exam and like do whatever I have to, but knowing that I came here is gonna make me happier, you know, in the long term. Because this comes only once in 30 years, so might as well come here instead of studying for math. <laughs> it's breathtaking actually. Thanks to Jenny Horn and Benedict Bergeret from Germany, Dean Shearer and Anthony Prasod from Vancouver and Victoria, and Jeet Joshi from Nairobi, Kenya. I hope you killed it on your exam. moon in the background and I believe we have DJ Rennie Foster on the line are you there DJ Rennie Foster are you there I don't know if you can hear me but uh, it looks like we're going with a with the microphone here all right DJ Rennie Foster can you hear me yeah can you hear me yeah I can so we're doing this okay. through the microphone so it's great. I think everyone can hear you, and I think it's, uh, you know, why don't you tell me, uh, where are you right now? Uh, I'm, right now, I'm in Victoria at my parents' in laws place. Oh, right on. Uh, uh, Merry yeah, Christmas, yeah. by the way. With, uh, if you've ever heard my song, Grassroots, it features a guitar playing of Lauren Goshingman, and he's sitting right beside me. He's an awesome player, father-in-law. Yeah. Lauren Goshima, eh? Shout out. Goshima. Yeah, shout out to Lauren Goshima. Cool. So, yeah. you know, Rennie, you're um, you're a, a DJ that's actually had a, you know, like I guess you're based in Vancouver, but you did spend quite a bit of time in Tokyo and Japan. And, you know, I know playing for venues like Womb with big names like that and, you know, uh, Yellow, I guess, is another venue that you've been playing at and everything else. And, you know, being in Loud Magazine, you got, you made quite a name for yourself out there and you kind of have a really unique electronic style that, uh, you know, you br you've brought back over here now. Uh, what made you get into DJing originally? Uh, I started DJing, uh, I got the first interest in DJing was in 1983. I met a DJ named Rodney Mack, who still lives and works in, in uh, Victoria, actually. He used to teach me breakdancing lessons as a kid, and he showed me, he was a, D a nightclub DJ at nighttime, and he gave me mixtapes to practice to that had uh, a lot of the early electronic music, breakdancing tunes, uh, craft work, etc., blended together on these tapes and it fascinated me and uh, I stayed interested in the culture ever since. That's, yeah. a, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, what, what was it like to be part of, I guess, uh, the development, really, of, of electronic music at that time, um, considering, you know, it was a completely different landscape than what, we're, what we see now with, with uh, you know, being back in the 80s and whatnot? Oh, it's uh, completely different now than it was then, but it's also completely different now than it was 10 years ago. And 
then different than 10 years before that. So the whole culture seems to invent itself uh, in so many ways possible every few years, but it doesn't change that uh, it's always DJ uh, in place of the shaman and uh, dance floor has a ritual dancing many hours into the night uh, to a certain kind of music that is meant to elevate the, the crowd beyond just a... Uh, uh, consumer participation type situation. So that's the part that really attracts me to the culture, and that part remains solid from 1983 until 2015. So what made you want yeah. to try your hand at the craft uh, in Japan? I mean, what was the, the scene like at that point? When did you go there? I, I, I had already been... Uh, I, I first went to Japan in 1990. Uh, no, when, yeah, 1993, I was 21, and worked at a hotel there uh, just for a little while. I didn't DJ anywhere, but I went, traveled to record stores to buy records, and they also had a defunct nightclub inside the hotel I worked that wasn't uh, open, but they had a DJ booth, a turntable, so I would go in there and practice by myself. Um, and were there other people time. doing stuff around that time in electronic music, or was that something that was new? But it, no, uh, electronic music has been uh, like in Japan a major thing. Oh, in Japan, no, uh, Japan is, I would say, um, very close to the cutting edge of of what's happening in electronic music. Uh, they're like a, Tokyo is like a sister city with New York, so. What is happening in New York is known in Tokyo at in some point or another. So there is, uh, you know, um, Tokyo is a very futuristic city in, in a lot of ways. So they had an awareness that was advanced compared to even Canada, in my opinion, when I was there, which is one of the attractions that made me at one time uh, go there and move there in 2004 for eight years and uh, apply my craft there. I was already making records and owning a label by that time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, would you, how would you describe the nature of the, like, the scene there at the time? Like, what did it, did it feel vibrant, or did it feel more kind of like the vibe I get off of Berlin, where it's kind of techy and stuff, or Detroit well, like that? It's a very involved scene where people have a, a deep knowledge of music um, more than... Uh, uh, playing in a nightclub in North America, from my experience, uh, not in, in North America, DJs and other music people around you will know a lot about music, but the people on the dance floor generally don't know uh, the records. They follow the DJs closer than the people that actually make the records, where in Japan, it's uh, there's a lot more knowledge of the production and the actual artists who make the records they're dancing to um, and uh, a, a more an awareness of the industry uh, if amongst normal clubbers. So it was a, an, a place where you really had to be on your toes um, to excel as a DJ there. You, you had to know what you were doing and be near to the cutting edge of the, the art form. So you've been camping in Tofino before and, you know, having, you know, been in Japan and then coming back to, you know, now you're back on Vancouver Island and, you know, based in Vancouver. What are you focused on now in the, in the industry? Uh, now I have a residency at a club in Vancouver called Gorgamish, which I play a couple of times a month. And that residency is very important to me, building a base of, uh, of, fans and participants in my career there and uh, 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 it's a testing ground where I test out what I do on the road or in different places. I test it out in Gorgmish so that's become a, a real hub of uh, musical activity for me and that's where my studio is so when I'm not in the club I'm usually uh, in the studio working on sounds for the club so you know it's, a, it's an inspiring place to be for me right now. Oh, that's awesome, and and we're gonna hear one of your tracks, uh, Flotilla. That's this is. Did this just come out recently? Flotilla came out um, this year on a, a German label called Ornaments. It was released on clear vinyl, clear marbled vinyl. It's a really beautiful piece. Uh, 
through Ornaments, and it was previously re- released before that on the Detroit label Transmat, but only on CD and only in Japan on a compilation called Beyond the Dance Score, compiled by Derek May. And uh, we couldn't get that onto vinyl through Transmat, so uh, I signed it to a label in Germany, and they put it out on vinyl for, for me. I was actually li- so, I was actually listening yeah, to that last night, uh, and it was uh, when I was driving from Eculet to Tofino. It was freezing cold, and I kind of was feeling a bit ambivalent myself in in my mind, and but not, but kind of vibing still. And I realized at that moment that the track isn't necessarily like a euphoric dance track. It's kind of has some moody elements. What were you no. trying to capture at the time when you were writing it? Well, it's really inspired by listening to, if you can believe it or not, listening to a lot of the bands, The Police. So, uh, you, you know, The Police, like Stuart Copeland, the drummer from The Police, he tends to copy, like, uh, Roots reggae rhythms where he puts the downbeat on the snare rather than the kick, you know, like on the two rather than the one. And um, he uh, it, it kind of gives it this sort of reggae vibe, and I built the bass line and uh, mellow kick sort of out of that that style, but it's also um, a deconstruction of arrangement, so it's like a constant soundscape. It has that ever-developing lead sense that goes over top of this dub reggae kind of vibe, but it, it, it never really, it sounds like it's going to develop to the song, but it's more like an organic one, uh, one out thing soundscape that doesn't it's, the beginning of it is not much different than the end of it, if you know what I mean. It's more like one constant thing. That's awesome, and that's why we're going to play it, because that falls fully into the frequency horizon you know, atmospherics that we put out there to the Tough City Radio audience. Thanks for listening in, guys. That was uh, DJ Rennie Foster. Check him out, and uh, you know where you like to get your music. Yeah, www.renniefoster.com. That's the one www.renniefoster.com. And I won't keep you guys waiting any longer. Here it is.
That was Rennie Foster with Flotilla. Nice little flourish on the end. And next up, I'm going to play a completely different vibe of a track. Sunset Waves, the channel. This is Waveless Numb. Featuring Mothica, the Saint Louisé remix. I'm playing it for Mevja Car in Istanbul. While you're hanging out there, I hope you enjoy the show. So we're going to play this off your SoundCloud. I hope you have a great evening, daytime, nighttime, whatever time it is in Istanbul. Enjoy. You know I try to call it. I'm on my own when we speak. Pretend that I'm awake. I'll make it home, I know. Before I turn to stone and you think I'm imagining things You leave me all alone To get higher than my low And I'll drink to tell you these things I'll make it home, I know Before I turn to stone and you think All of You by Sufjan Stevens. Let's hit it out of the park again with this one. Just listen to these lyrics. On the sheet I see your horizon. All of me pressed into you. But in this light, you look like Poseidon. I'm just a ghost you walk right through. Thank you. 
sentiment for those times when you need to look back. Don't let go of these eager connections. Possibility is your relief. Release anything but tender suggestion. Hope for eternal days in the sun. And windswept waves were more than we seem with how the stars rise and you surmise. Watery synthetic achievement is complemented by personal advancement and to the dragon of mind. Mine is resources of organic complexion. Play with darts with eggshells. Spell whatever you want in the sand. Band together for ultimate seduction. Erase the creases of your mind. Yes, I'll listen to your track. And guess what?
Atom Fusion with C. This next track goes out to my friend Natasha down in Toronto. She's a fighter and so is her little one. She's been dealing with cancer. I wanted to give out this shout out. I don't know if it's the, tr- the actual track. It's Savannah by Night of Music and I think it's on an album that Awesome Lad put together or something. But I know you love Awesome Lad, but you'll love this track too, either way. Enjoy.
certainly an increasing interest in electronic music, music that is produced by electronic oscillators. Think of a sound and now make it. Any sound is now possible. Any combination of sounds is now possible. That was from What the Future Sounded Like documentary. And now we have a brand new Sigma track for you, Lost Away, featuring Shaka.
Into the Black Hole by Ashley Ronning is a zine that I picked up at Merge amongst their plethora of amazing zine offerings. I definitely recommend you go in and check them out. I'm going to read it from you, for you. One night I decided I wanted to learn all about black holes and then write a zine about it. Most of this was made last night, that night. There's a diagram of a simple black hole with the singularity at the center, the ergosphere outside, and the photon sphere outside that. A black hole is a star that has run out of fuel and collapsed. The core compacts to a mathematical point with virtually zero volume, but infinite density. This is the singularity. Singularity's enormous gravity pulls in objects. Once objects pass a boundary called the event horizon, return is impossible. Even light disappears inside, creating the cavern of dark of blackness. Next page. Once the event horizon is crossed, there is no way back. A wormhole is a hypothetical shortcut through space and time, and a white hole is the opposite of a black hole. Matter is ejected from the center, and there's a nice little diagram of matter. Pew, pew, pew. Getting it. That's actually what it says. Getting injected from this hole. This could be a possible wormhole. Maybe somehow black holes and white holes are connected as a wormhole, bringing forth theories such as, in squeaky lines, it's written, time travel. I've started wondering if maybe my anxiousness at parties, my being scared to talk to people, and my sad feelings are like my black hole. And maybe the feeling of being excited about creating and drawing and making new friends and learning new things is my white hole. Because sometimes, especially when these feelings are intense, they feel like they are driven by the same force. And I think I'm learning to control these forces, and it's exciting. With like little lines around exciting. And then a diagram of hands, for some reason. Like learning space gravity superpowers. Next page, this is all it says. As long as we stay on this side of the event horizon, we'll be okay. Final page is a blue page with pink stars and simply the text, help me. And the actual zine itself is like cut out so that there's like, part of it is like almost ripped off but not quite and it's like a strip in like blue and pink kind of halfway down. It's, it's pretty funny and um, kind of makes me feel like this book itself is exploding through these forces and I hope you enjoyed that. We're going to just completely change the pace next with some Julio Bashmore holding on featuring Sam Dew.
guys, you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash Frequency Horizon. And listen to episodes of the podcast at soundcloud.com slash Frequency Horizon. Can't believe we have so many people from so many different countries tuning in, checking us out every week. We're going to keep the goodness coming if we can. With tracks like this, Julio Bashmore is holding on. Obviously one of the bangers of the year. See you next time. See you next time.